Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Right now. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Jansen with you this afternoon. It's Oilers Now on 6.30 Ched, brought to you by Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. You can call us on a River Cree Resort and Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. River Cree Resort and Casino. Excitement bet on it. That's also the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street and 111th Ave, open Monday to Saturday. And you can get us on Twitter, at OilersNow, at Bob underscore Stoffer, at Janner on PXP, and at Brendan Escott. That's a couple of E's in Brendan. All right. And a reminder that Oilers Now Injury Report, it's brought to you by all season long James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. Our Ashley Fine Floors text line, it is uh, one person wanted to know what happened to Halsey. Nothing. It was his birthday today. And so when uh, Speck and I were talking about Brian Hall, just recognizing the fact that it uh, was his birthday. It is his birthday today. And uh, having some, some memories, of course, of, of Brian Hall and uh, his, his legacy of uh, radio here in Edmonton and, on, and Alberta. All right. So now we can, uh, we can go to our guest, who's the, uh, the real host of this show, Bob Stoffer. Uh, Bob, from the Oilers Radio Network, no less. Hey, what's going on? Where are you today? Cam, we are at the quarry for the Oilers Partners Golf Tournament, uh, and I am unequivocally, firmly uh, wrecking the day of our uh, foursome. Uh, we've got Jake, who's part of the Oilers uh, team here, along with uh, Amid and Corey. And uh, suffice to say, uh, we've used, uh, I know we're, we're in a Texas scramble, I think we've used uh, two of my drives all day long, so it's, I think we're about minus three or four. Having a good time. It's very relaxed, uh, moving fairly quickly, actually. And, uh, you know, I mean, I'm not the biggest, uh, uh, you know, fan of golfing, but in these sort of environments where you get a chance to, you know, to have some fun with Oilers fans. And, and also, in, in this case, uh, you know, some of the Oilers partners, it's a good time. But you're the anchor, hey? You're going to sink that team to the bottom, aren't you? We're going to be the most honest foursome. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> right on. Uh, yesterday, Bob, uh, Nazem Kadri, uh, he gets 
Signed by the Flames, 7x7. Seven seven. Sean Monaghan gets moved to Montreal. They got to sweeten it up with a first-round pick in, well, we don't know what year yet, but it's going to be 24, 25, or 26 going to Montreal to move some some dollars out. But uh, And I know you had uh, Eric Francis on the show yesterday. and uh, Excitement in Calgary, and, and quite honestly, I think it's justified. Uh, what do you think? Well, I think it's great for the Battle of Alberta, uh, and I, I think that you've got to give the Flames credit for rebounding from just a, a very difficult situation. I mean, they drafted and developed Johnny Goodrow and, and Matthew Kachuk, and uh, certainly Goodrow, fourth-round pick, you know, they hit the home run with him. The guy had 115 points last year, and uh, he and Kachuk and Lindholm were part of the best line in the regular season. They got scorched in the playoffs by Edmonton, but they were the, the best line in the regular season. They lose both guys, both American players that ultimately chose to leave Calgary. Um, you know, the it starts with the Hubert Uyghur trade for uh, Kachuk. That's just a great trade. I mean, I, I can't believe how good of a trade that was. And then with Cadre, uh, you know, maybe the best case scenario for the Oilers was if he would have ended up with the New York Islanders, but that didn't ultimately come to fruition. And it's, in my mind, I, I don't know what you think, but I think Calgary's actually better on paper and better suited for playoff style of hockey. Like, you know, you take Branson out, who's got a limited mobility in the back end, and I think the Oilers' skill players got to uh, Calgary as that series wore on. Calgary played an open style of game, and you replace Branson with Uyghur. To me, that's a big upgrade for the Flames. And then Kadri's more of a playoff performer. You know, granted, if he stays in the series, I mean, he's knocked himself out of a couple series uh, by playing on the edge, uh, just like Evander Kane, you know, plays on the edge too. But Kadri's a hell of a player. And then, yeah, you, you know, you factor in a Huberto who had 115 points like uh, like Johnny Goodrow did last year. So in my, my mind, Calgary's got a better team than they had. And they had a pretty good regular season team last year. Um, I think both of us were... I was surprised the series ended in five games, period. I thought it would go six or seven. Uh, and and I also think the Oilers are better. You know, just because they've got a younger, healthier goaltender in Jack Campbell, they were able to retain key additions in Evander Kane and Brett Kulak. And it would not... Uh, Duncan Keith will be, you know, a difficult guy to replace on the back end, but Kulak can do a little bit of that. And, and Edmonton's got, you know, first-round prospects coming. But the one more thing I'll say, Cam... And I'd like to get your thoughts on this. I think this just, you know, this is a, uh, you got two organizations that are gearing up here. And as a result, I don't think either club's done. And it would not surprise me if maybe, if maybe, I don't know, we're talking a 20% chance, 25% chance here, is the Oilers actually make something happen before the start of the regular season to add another piece. Uh, how good of a piece? Well, knowing Ken Holland's history and his respect for first-round draft choices, if he's moving a first-round pick, it's going to be a pretty good piece. So uh, things are escalating between the two teams in terms of building up their arsenal uh, for the upcoming season. I think fans in uh, the province of Alberta should be super stoked. Uh, I think we're looking at two of the top six or seven teams in the NHL this year. Bob Stoffer, our guest, uh, speaking to that, I, and I had asked Spec about it, and there, there's certainly a lot of speculation out there about, and if you're talking about adding a piece, speculation out there about uh, Patrick Kane. Yeah. Uh, obviously, that's a lot of things have to work to make that happen, and certainly the money notwithstanding. Uh, your thoughts on, on the possibility of that? 
I guess uh, J.P. Barry's going to play a factor in this because he represents Patrick Kane, and Patrick needs to decide if he's open to coming to, to play on a team like Edmonton. Um, but I would suggest to you that if Patrick Kane is available and willing to come to Edmonton, that the Oilers have to look at that as an option. And it's probably a four or five piece trade. It's certainly going to be a 2023 number one. Uh, I would assume that would be lottery protected. Uh, it would likely be, and I don't know what they think about a guy like Paul Yarvey, but, a, you know, a right wing for a right wing. It may be another contracted player as well. Uh, and then a couple other prospects. And uh, and remember, it's just for this year, right? Like, you take a look at what uh, your friend Brandon Hagel went for from Chicago to Tampa Bay. They gave B-grade prospects and a couple picks, but there was term left in the deal for Hagel, who was super cheap. He's not Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane would be a one-year rental because that's likely all the owners could uh, afford. I, I would suggest to you, like, it might only be a 6 or 7% chance of happening, but I do think because you have Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, if Kane is open to it, uh, I think you have to. I, I think that's the top of the food chain, and you have to start. You have to start there. So, uh, I, I guess never say never would be my response to Patrick Kane. No, that sounds fair, Bob Stoffer, our guest. What hole are you guys on? Uh, we started. Uh, we're just actually wrapping uh, wrapping up some of the stuff right now. So. Uh, the guys just completed the, the last. Uh, there, this is not a 144-person golf tournament, and we're out of the quarry. And as you know, at the quarry, there's 27 holes, so we're able to get through it uh, fairly quickly. Now we got to go our things to deal with inside. So uh, sounds like you're on the deck of a boat right now. I'll, you know what? I'll get, I'll get my personal driver, Jake, to stop for a second so we can finish the interview. Yeah, that's, okay. that's you got some wind going. Yeah, I got a little bit of wind going. There we go. There. Uh, and if you can't get it on Kane, I think that it's still not out of the realm of possibility uh, that uh, you know you're, you're you're looking. You know, are, are you looking at a guy like Kessel as an yeah. example? Does that does that make sense? And so I think you need to move a little bit of cap space out to make that happen. But again, we've got. You know, six or seven weeks until the start of uh, when you have to be cap compliant. And I guess the message that I would say is that this is a di- the Oilers are in a dis- different. The players want to win, and the Oilers are in a different position. Ken Holland talked about the fact in Oilers now two weeks ago on Monday when I came back from holidays that you know what everybody got. You know, the Oilers were one of four teams playing uh, at the end, and so every second night they were the only game uh, people were watching, and free agents are sitting there going, "I think I can help that team." They got some pretty good players there, and so it's. An Intriguing time for Edmonton. Again, right now the Oilers have 10 first round draft choices over the last 10 years, still with the franchise, only team in the league that's got that. This is probably the time, you know, to look at potentially moving a 2023 pick, but it's got to be for a really good player uh, because this is a really deep draft. And we saw some of that uh, with what occurred down in the uh, that uh, Halika Gretzky tournament that took place in right here. Bob Stoffer, our guest. Uh, I got one more for you, World Junior related. Uh, no Ridley Gregg for Canada this afternoon, so that's unfortunate for Canada as they play uh, Czechia this afternoon, about 2 o'clock, for the first of the two semifinals. Then Sweden and Finland will play in the second one at uh, 6 o'clock. I know you've been at a lot of the games and you've watched uh, Canada. Certainly a shock that the the Americans are out, but one game shot, things happen, you never know. But uh, your thoughts on Canada to this point? 
Well, I mean, I watched Canada Chat. You had that game on close to the two teams on Saturday. So I know you're at that game as well. And you've been at all the Canada games. And, uh, it's funny, you know, you know, Brad Holland's in town and he, he spoke at the event today and, uh, you know, referenced the fact that, you know, we've got broadcasters that are up taking these games in and it shows how much they love the game. And, uh, you know, I think Chechi is going to be hard-pressed to replicate what they did against the United States. I'll be completely honest, I'm not the least bit disappointed to see the U.S. lose the game tournament. They have become the, the, uh, the one beat of Canada's lot. Uh, they dislike Canada more than we dislike them. Uh, some of the media that are around them like to take pot shots at, uh, at uh, Canada when they get the chance, and, and, and we're so nice in our country, and we always we're kind of harder on ourselves at times. So uh, I'm, I'm not disappointed they're out. It's it, you know I'm not dismissing Chechia, but it's really hard to to pull off you know two straight significant upsets because that was a huge upset the other night, Cam. All right, well we'll let you go. It's windy. You're windy. You're in the wind tunnel right now. We're, well, we're on. We're also on the. Uh, we're also on an ISDN line, which picks up everything. Cam, hey, thanks for uh, filling in and a reminder to everybody out there that the 93rd running of the Canadian Derby takes place tomorrow. Of course, we got the semifinals at two o'clock today, and the final for the World Juniors over at Rogers Place and the Canadian Derby at Century Mile. All right, Cam. Okay, thank you. All right, Bob Stoffer as he battles the wind out at the quarry. Uh, yeah, and I'm I'm looking forward to these two games this afternoon, and I, I will get to Rogers' place as soon as I can after this, and probably going to miss the first period. That's okay. That's all right. I need to see the final 40, and then stick around for Finland and Sweden. Looking forward to it. Uh, and... Hey, it's I know it's I know it's August. I know it's thirty degrees out <laughs> and and people like to take advantage of this weather while well, we have it. I totally get it. But it is a world junior, so I, I do I really, really want to be there. You've heard about the great variety of used vehicles that our friends at Brent Ridge Ford are proud to offer. They want you to know that the order bank for twenty twenty three SUVs and F one fifties is now open. If you want to be treated fairly at the time of purchase and enjoy quality service after the sale, order your new vehicle from Uncle Milt, Johnny Rich and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford, 11-time winners of the President's Award for Customer Satisfaction. You can call 1-877-477-3673. That's 1-877-477-FORD. And you can get hooked up with their good friends at Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin. They do great work out there. Always, always enjoy going to see everybody over at Brent Ridge Ford. Good to catch up with Bob Stoffer. Yeah, it was very windy. Um, it's uh, I've got the text line. They were <laughs> we've had enough of the wind. So yeah, we. We got out of it. We're, we're all right now. We're in a wind-free zone right here in the studio. We're going to take a quick break. It's one uh, twenty here in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now on 630 Chad. Well, you got Cam Moon and Cody Jansen today. Bob's out at the quarry right now. Messing up that course. Spraying it all over the place. Drilling a few into the woods, I'm sure. I do the same thing. I'm exactly the same. Just a horrific golfer. I golfed for the first time 
Janner for the first time in three years at the uh, the Glenn Anderson tournament there a couple of weeks ago for the uh, Cross Cancer Institute. So I know exactly what that's all about. But yeah, first time in, in three seasons that I actually swung the clubs. And I mean, it could have been way worse. But and uh, yeah, that's how it goes. But hey, you you and I were talking before about um, about the the Montreal Canadiens, and you know it looks like Carey Price is is not going to be you know, playing this season, or, or who knows down the road for for the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, but their goaltending situation, uh, Jake Allen is is going to be the number one by the looks of things. Your thoughts on on the way they look in net? Well, I know we've been talking about this for a bit, and I also think that they've got one of the better prospects coming up in Caden Primo, right? Like, this is a kid who just turned 23, so he's 22 last season. He had a 936 in the American League playoffs. I know he's got his handful of games in the NHL, and his NHL numbers aren't great, but he's also playing behind a pretty bad team there in Montreal. So I, I don't think it's time to hit the panic button for them. Like, they're not a legit contender, so why not? maybe split the games down the middle between Allen and Primo until maybe Price does come back or he doesn't come back. But you've still got that guy there. I don't think they need to go out of their way to trade for someone. No, they probably don't. And Jake Allen's pretty good. Like He's I, a good 1B. Yeah, exactly. That's like he can play. So, yeah, they're not in a in a horrific situation or in a desperate situation uh, by any stretch. So, uh, IMAC, yeah, Czechia. Yeah, tell Bob it's pronounced Czechia. His wife's going nuts. Okay, IMAC, we got it. And I, I got the word early in the show, so I, I think I've got it figured out. I, I think so far. I, hey, Cody, like, have I been on board? Have I been doing this right? I'm going to correct you every time you say it wrong, and so far you haven't. I haven't. Okay, well, I think it, it might, I might have, you know, burned it into the hard drive here. I might be okay. So. So we'll see. And then again, I do need all the help I can get. And and I I uh welcome all the help I can get. So yes, Czechia. Czechia. But it but it is new. Like you know what I mean? Like it, they they just re was it it was right before the World Juniors this year at Christmas, wasn't it? When when it was announced that they that's they were going with that name. Correct. Yeah, they wanted to drop Czech Republic and kind of go towards Czechia or just be known as yeah. the Czechs and stuff like that. And that's fair. I guess we don't call it Slovakia Republic or Slovak no. Republic, whatever it would be, right? So Hmm. Have have you I haven't been to Slovakia. Did did you go there? I went too? through Slovakia. I didn't stop okay. there anywhere. All right. I just kinda hear it's a downgrade, so I'm fine without it. Okay, I know where where I was. It was fair in in Brekalev was not that far from uh, Bratislava, but I never did get to go, so I didn't get to see it. I, I can't tell you anything. I mean, nothing's really far apart over there. It's all an hour or two by train. True, and and the um, the one thing that did um, uh, get my attention was uh, the uh, swiftness of which they drive on the highways. <laughs> That was uh, making the drive from uh, Prague to to Bernal on their you know their equivalent to like our highway two. Um, the rate of speed was a little bit more than I was comfortable with, so <laughs> that was that was something to see. Let me tell you. Yeah, it's a German highways as well. I remember ripping through there, and it wasn't even the autobahn, and people still you, you didn't need a speedometer. He just knew you were going as fast as he could. <laughs> yeah. 
I was I was with our uh, our liaison who it was it was a lawyer from Prague and as we're going I take a little look at the speedometer and I realize we're going incredibly fast and and I was like hey um it, are are we like you know blowing the doors off the speed limit here and he was like no this is the way we drive I was like okay well when you're on the road, I mean, you got to do like the way they do it there. I wasn't doing the driving, so I because I don't think, quite honestly, I don't think I could have done it. I I might have felt a little over my skis, you know. Back to the World Juniors here. You've watched a lot yeah. of it as well. What's your thoughts on Grant between the pipes so far? Uh, he's been good. I I in a lot of the games he hasn't had to do a lot like Sebastian Cosa played in the first one, and I thought he was decent. But again, they. It's rare that they've been busy, so it's it's tough to get a real read. And Dylan Garand, who plays with the Kamloops Blazers, he's a Ranger draft pick, and I mean, he was kind of Canada's guy in December slash January before it all got shut down, and has continued to be, and and he'll start this afternoon, but he hasn't been, and it's typical. I mean they. You have the game against uh, in Finland. He had to, he saw a little bit, and and I thought played pretty well, and has looked controlled, composed, um, definitely uh, in the moment. But I think you you wouldn't go wrong with either of the two. If if you had Sebastian Cosa going this afternoon, and if they're successful uh, into into Saturday's final. Quite honestly, I think Canada is in really good uh, hands there too. So I would say they're 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 definitely two very good goaltenders deep, but they're actually three goaltenders deep. That Brett uh, Brochu from the Ontario Hockey League is also a quality netminder. He was playing Junior C just a few years ago yeah. too. Brochu's got an awesome story. Okay, I know we got to get to a break here right away. But you think Sweden turns it around tonight or what? Yeah, they, they're too good a team to not. They've been underwhelming through the tournament with an incredible lineup. I think they win. I think Canada wins. And I think we're going to see a Canada-Sweden final tomorrow. All right. That's that's what that is. It's 128. Cody says we got to go to a break. Then we got to go to a break. It's a global news, weather, and traffic update with Eileen Bell. This is Oilers Now on 630 Chet.